At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knife Talk. We're here to talk knives, uh, answer your questions, help figure out your dilemmas, give each other a hard time. But more than anything, we're here to have a good time. So thank you all for joining us. My name is Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. I'm here with Craig Lockwood, as always, of Chop Knives and Marco Malmasi of Malmasi Fire Arts. How are you guys doing this week? All good. All good. First off, I need to say that if I'm out of breath, I've literally, um, you guys had to hang on for me. I was very late for the podcast today. I was out shopping with the wife and then realized, oh, I should be doing a podcast. So get all the kids into the car, drive as fast as I could straight into the studio. So yeah, very sorry for you guys hanging around. I guess I have images of you just like throwing the kids into their car seats as quickly as possible. Basically, basically that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Do your own buckle. Yeah, Marco yeah. and I had a very nice catch up. We waited okay. for you. We caught up and talked about things, and no, we had a perfectly good catch up. So yeah, nice. Please oh, excuse my, wait, uh, but my my intro too. By the way, uh, my son's been listening to this podcast called Wow in the World, and it's really good. It's Guy Raz and Mindy something, but she's the the female side of the podcast is hilarious, and she does this thing where she introduces herself as the other podcast host. Oh. So I told my kid I would do it. So, thank you for ah. bearing. Thank you for bearing with me. Okay, nice. no see where you went. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So, how are things, Morocco? How what's been going on? Oh, I'm back from the island. Thank God, because we almost didn't make it back. Um, the ferries stopped running. Um, there, so the ferries. Uh, there are two ferries uh, at this particular port that go back and forth between Anderson Island and Stillicum, and and the generator on the one that's typically operating one of the two generators went out and i guess part of the whatever this sea rules <laughs> of the the port authority or whatever in puget or in uh, pierce county is that uh they have to have two uh two generators to be able to operate properly um and and that's like it's for each motor and sometimes 
I guess this has happened in the past, but a generator will go out mid trip and then <laughs> it'll just like barely put its way to oh. the other side. And, uh, and, it, and then the rest of the day operates very, very slowly. Uh, if they can't, if they don't altogether just stop operations or use their backup ferry. But the problem is the backup ferry has a pump that's out. So they have two ferries that don't fucking work. They have people oh, on the island. It's the middle of the day. It's a school day. So they're, it's a, such a small island. They have an elementary school there, but they don't have a middle school and high school. So all the kids are trying to come home from school. Nobody can get oh, home. Wow. How, <laughs> how big is the trip to the mainland then? How long does that it's, take? It's very short. It's, it's 20 minutes, but okay. you know, you don't want to swim it. Oh, <laughs> no, no, sure. no, 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 no. <laughs> and, uh, and the ferries fit. Uh, I think uh, something like 40 or 50 cars. And so, yeah, it, at first blush, it was like, oh, cool. This could be a few days if they can figure out a quick fix. Um, or this could be four weeks because oh, some of the wow. parts are like, especially on the one with the pump that's out, um, the part the part pump, it, they don't make it anymore. And they would have to like retrofit something. And then they'd have to get approvals and all this other bullshit. And that could take a really long time. Uh, but they did end up working out a quick fix. And we uh, they put an extra like industrial size generator. Like you see at construction sites. Um, and they put it on the deck. So it took up a few spaces on the deck. Uh, but they were able to start running the, the ferry again. Fortunately wow. with, within uh, about uh, yeah like 24 hours. Wow. Um, no, sorry. Like island, 30, it was like how, 36 hours, but still. How big is the island? How many live on the island? <sighs> Maybe a, a few hundred people. Oh, it's not, wow. Sounds amazing. It, yeah. It's a great little island. I mean, it's big enough to have a couple lakes on it, a couple mm-hmm. decent-sized lakes on it. But, um, yeah, it's... And it's cute. And, like, it's got all kinds of, like, historical stuff and, and, uh, and all these beaches and, and hikes and stuff we ended up actually going on a hike and finding a beach where you could pick oysters um huh. so that was fun and i made po boys that night and after shucking all the oysters uh but it was uh which was kind of a mess because i had to use a screwdriver instead of a proper shucking knife that's the way to um, do it <laughs> it's not ideal but it worked i made it happen um yeah, so we made it back from the island. Here, let me grab my notes. Um, I just had actually a really good chat with uh, on my Patreon. I had we were talking sharpening, and we I pulled in uh, Sean Houston of Triple B Handmade. Um, he's a great guy, and he's just south of me actually down in Portland, a couple hours. But he jumped in and had a good conversation with me. He's he's done work um, with Dr. Laren Thomas as well for some of the articles that Laren was putting together. Um, around sharpness and sharpness testing and stuff like that and um but that was a really good chat he's actually hosting a little uh cutting competition or not cutting a sharpening competition alex horn's going to be there chop uh jameson chop is going to be there um dan biddinger a couple other guys i have matt coons who's i believe a, a solid listener of the knife talk podcast um and uh, mr jeremy spake is going to be there i'm excited to see him i haven't seen him in like fucking feel like four years or something like that um but anyways we're doing the sharpening thing it's super small but we're he's hoping to get it picked up by blade to kind of emphasize more of the sharpening side of the knife making because everybody's all about all the various aspects of the steel and the folders and all but uh, 
ultimately like without a properly sharpened knife you just have a glorified butter knife so um he's wanting to bring more attention to that and so that should be fun i mean we're actually i'm gonna take the family down and um we're gonna make a day of it and uh let's see what else i got here oh i get my hammer tomorrow i'm getting my 55 pound and yang pneumatic hammer tomorrow whoa uh which is exciting for me um it's a it's definitely on kind of the smaller side and and and, uh what james james johnson i believe his name is he he tunes them up so they hit more like most of the hammers they have a, a, a specific kilogram rating um or or pound poundage rating but he usually he tunes them to have to hit a little harder and so it actually i guess hits more like a 68 pound um i'll be able to use it for damascus but probably not for any massive stock reduction but it'll be great for forging blades for sure uh and i'm really excited about that take a little bit of the work off my arm um and um god i'm trying to think what else is going on what was the back to the 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 uh the the ferry what oh, was yeah, the Karen level? What do you think the Karen level rating was, and for the people like losing their minds that they couldn't get off the island? Yeah, I honestly. So I'm part of a a, a community group that that is for the island, and oh, I was surprised. That, Facebook, I can imagine Facebook. the Karens oh, on the community group. Yeah, there were, there were a couple who were like the governor or the mayor or whatever. Uh, the mayor needs to get fired or something like just people were freaking out of course and part of that is because like their fucking kids couldn't come home they didn't there's even a passenger ferry but it's not there it's somewhere else like on the sound the puget sound and it's the puget sound is a giant mass of water like if you were to sail from the bottom of it where i live to the top it would take all fucking day Hmm. um just to motor all the way up, for, uh, like, you know, on a little boat or whatever. So, so there were kids that went to school that day. They couldn't get home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wow. My, wow. That's bad. Yeah. That's so, fucking bad. Yeah. Some of the parents were. I, and I think part of the thing, too, is, like, if you live on the island and you're going to, this, going to school, you have to. If, and you're going to school off island, you have to have a backup, like, <clears throat> either family or friends or some sort of situation so that you, if this kind of shit happens, then yeah. you can you have somewhere to go. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's not frustrating and stressful nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so get your fucking dinghy was, out there. Yeah. Get, your, get the old Craig Lockwood special and get, get your kid <laughs> back from the fucking dock. Well, there's, there was one guy. He was, he was kind of a, he actually made the news, but he was kind of the, the Island hero because he has a sailboat uh, that can only fit, you know, maybe six or eight people at a time, but he was ferrying people back and forth from the island like nonstop for two days two and a half days three hundred dollars um, a pop yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ass grass or gas no one rides for free <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so he's a good man for doing that i guess nice. to, to round out round out what i got going on i do want to let people know a lot of people have been asking me if i was going to be a blade show and i've been talking about being a blade show texas and i'm just not going to be able to make it this year uh, i thought you know i was working on knives to take and and talking about it and it's not happening um but i have been able to make blade show atlanta work uh just timing wise things aren't going to work right now and so I'm excited, whoever can make it the Blade Show, to see y'all there. I've already had a few people I've uh, been talking to about that. Actually, I've been talking to Fingal about it, because Fingal's been posting that he's going to be a Blade Show. And so I'm fucking stoked. Oh, wow. To he see is? He's going to be a Blade Show. Jesus oh, shit. Now, now Jeff has to go. 
Uh, Jeff might not. <laughs> Jeff might not be going. So okay, no. Jeff might not be going. Jeff's I know you like to things. do like your one day shopping spree. If I I would consider doing a, you know, I don't know. I, I let me think about it because <laughs> it's been talked about. But at the same time, it's like I just I don't know. Yeah, it might not work. I yeah. honestly I don't blame you if you don't go. So well, I mean, it wouldn't be because I don't want to. It's because there's like other things going on. In, yeah, in, no, in the exactly. Faderland that are like a little bit more, you know, I got to deal with. Yeah, I feel yeah. yeah, yeah. Craig, what's going on? Um, <laughs> now just to get my breath back. Um, it's yeah, it's been a good week. I, I lost a day this week. Completely lost a day, as in like twenty four hours of my life that I'll never get back. Oh. So I had a, a gig on uh, Thursday night, um, which is why we were doing this podcast today instead of we normally do on a Thursday night. Um, and I had a few drinks afterwards, as you oh, do, boy. led to another few drinks. Oh, boy. Um, so Friday... Um, <laughs> we were fucked. I, I came into the... We, on a, on a Friday, so we we have cleaners that come in on a Friday. So I I hate Ooh. being in that. No, no, I'm, I'm just honest. I hate being in a house when they're there. Oh yeah. So, but I'm hungover to fuck, and I, I've literally <laughs> been throwing up as well. Oh. I'm like, oh man. So I came out here to the studio, right? And I got a little couch here. Fell asleep for four and a half hours in the middle of the, in the middle of the day. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, my phone goes, and it was my wife. She was, she was on her way home from somewhere, and um, she said, "Oh, I, I'm nearly home." And I thought, "Oh shit, I better get up." So I'm stumbling out of the barn because the studio is like a room within the barn. Um, I'm stumbling out of the barn, wearing like, well, as if I haven't slept for three days. And she pulls up, she's like, "What the hell has happened to you?" And I was like, "Oh man, yeah, I was in a bad, bad, and I haven't been, I haven't had a hang. Well, I haven't had a, a, a drink for you know some, you know, a proper drink for, for a long time." So you, what it's the been... fuck are you talking about? You were in Wales and you were like, you, your wife oh, yeah. is sending pictures of you being blasted on <laughs> the streets oh, yeah. of Wales. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I wasn't hung over then, at least. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, yesterday I was a, I was just a walking zombie. I was a complete wreck. Yikes. You know, geez. So, yeah. That, so, it, that's the it doesn't last get easier as older you get there, Craig. It I know. get easier. I know. And I, you're doing that thing, you know, you're being sick, you're like, this is the last time ever, man. Yeah. I'm never drinking again. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. But yeah, but four and a half hours in the afternoon asleep, like a baby, which I never, ever do. Never, ever. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm still, I'm not in recovery mode, but um, weirdly, I'm full of energy today. You know, you only get a day when you do literally nothing. And I was eating shit all day as well, trying to get rid of the hangover. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm just, I'm just full of energy. So, um, yeah, it's go. all good. What's your go-to hangover cure, food-wise? That's a good question. It's got to be flat Coca-Cola. Shake it up so it goes flat. Oh, my God. You're a fucking maniac already. That is the worst fucking start to this fucking hangover cure I've ever heard. Flat Coca-Cola. I think it's the best. And then you need bacon sandwiches. Salty and fatty. and You get the sugar from the Coke. You just need to replenish all these. What's on the bacon sandwich? Just salted butter. Um, okay. In just standard white bread, that's 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 all you need. It's it's a great hangover cure. So you're yeah. shaking up the Coca Cola, shaking up the Coca Cola. That's get it nice crazy. And flat. That is literally <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it's never ser- heard my I never heard a flat Coca Cola being served desirable. me well for years. That as a, as a cure. Oh yeah. mm, God, that's good to know. I I actually okay. just saw an article the other day about how uh, there's something in Sprite. Or like those lemon lime sodas, that could actually help with hangover, be a, like a hangover cure. Um, 
But I'm I'm with you on shaking up sodas sometimes to flatten mm. them on purpose. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. God, the both of you. When it's when crazy. I make root beer floats, the worst part is when you oh, pour the so- I agree. when you yes. pour the soda on the ice cream and it just goes and it turns into fucking Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. So, but brown, if you flatten it, yeah. root then then you don't get all that bullshit and you still get all the delicious flavors. Ugh, root beer That's floats the too. You the, put the two of your like children. I so need a root beer float now. You said you're that. Like, fucking, oh. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, you're very easily influenced. I'm sure <laughs> you could wouldn't mind a few pops too from the bar. <laughs> Jeez. But um, but yeah, I'm ba- I'm back on the mend. I'm full of energy today. It's all good. It's all good. There you go. Good I feel like you. I can see you leaving the barn, just like still haggard and shit. Oh, and if yeah. somebody happened to be walking by, it'd be like, "What did the animals do to him in there?" I, <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what my wife thought. She pulled up as I was coming out of the barn, and she just thought, "I'm fucking married to that. What am I doing?" <laughs> I'm I'm picturing an open bathrobe, jockey short, you know, like tidy whities You're fucking in your socks, wearing like maybe some slippers. Six Just liter like, Coca Cola, has been all shaken up under oh, my yeah. arms. Yeah, flat yeah. ass Coca Cola. Oh, oh god, <laughs> flat ass, flat ass Craig Lockwood. Unbelievable. Uh, That's insane. All right. Anyway, Jeff, what's been going on? It's been madness over madness. here. It, March has hit us, March madness. and uh, we're now hitting. We're hitting it back. So I got. I'm working on 21 new cosmic uh, drift knives with David. We're getting te- uh, 20 of them. 21 of them are all uh, glued up. We're we're working on 14 14 EDC knives. I got a nine piece set that we're working on with an eight piece uh, steak knife set to go with that. And then we're working on a four piece set that's Rolling Stones themed. A, a customer oh. of ours wanted uh, wanted a Rolling Stones themed set, so we're working on that too. And that guy's. How are you doing that? How is it themed? Well, I'm not going to talk about it because it's, I, I, it's like it's going to be very. It's the lips, it's, isn't it? Well, it's the lips, but it's like going to be very like you know eight bit lips. I mean, it's going to be. It's not going to be like rounded lips. It's not going to be the lips and tongue. <laughs> I'm giving the kind of the ode to the lips and tongue in the best way I can. I got so. You. They're gonna be. It's gonna be fun, and and uh, I got a piece of nice Damascus from Bob Rankin, and then I got some more steel coming from Koi Baker, Baker Forge and Tool, more uh, raindrops, uh, raindrop uh, copper mine, and I'm, I'm getting more of that. It's been fucking great, and and uh, this has been like the first week where I haven't had heart palpitations, I haven't had a drink in three in a month, I haven't had caffeine in a month. I've kind of done a lot of meditation, taking care of shit, and I feel like I'm kind of getting back to where I'm supposed to be. And the, I'm going to have a drink on Tuesday because I'm going into the city and I'm going to go to Madison Square Garden to see the fucking triumphant Knicks who are on an eight-game win streak as of today. Eight you just jinx win- them. You just jinx them. There's no such thing as the goddamn jinx. I I sent you that. Did I send you that? that I, I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I I listen to the greatest. I tell you what. I listen now. We're talking about podcasting stuff. I listen to sports radio all the time, and it's interesting because it's imagine you know we do this once a week you know and then we both we all have other things going on but we don't really record that much. Imagine a radio station that has to do 24 hours of live programming seven days a week. 
it I listen because I'm just like listening for how like, how the fuck do they do it? And they have to and then they have guys who are like on call if somebody gets sick or somebody get hung over or some and I listen to the sports radio and there was this one guy who got a call in and and the call in guy said, I'm blaming we're blaming you for the the demise of the Mets because you said the Mets were gonna win and this guy loses his mind. He says, There's no such thing as the jinx. And they fucking start screaming at each other, and it was hilarious, and it was like perfect. So that's where I said it to Craig, and that's where Craig's is. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a steak at a, at a steakhouse. I'm gonna have a glass of wine, like a gentleman. I'm gonna go see the fucking Knicks destroy the the Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, you're going down. They're the second worst team in the in the division. So I ain't too worried about it. That's it. Nice. nice. Oh, Remember, and then uh, Coke the next day. That's what you need. No Coca Cola, <laughs> but I but um. We do run a couple ads, and then uh, we have a follow-up to our Deep Cuts segment, our Deep Cuts segment last week. I have a follow-up to Deep deep Cuts. Nice. Okay. Well, in the meantime, we shall play this. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, because that will take you to Soul Ceramics, who are a distributor of Even Heat's. Um, they've got some already built, already ready to ship. You'll get 70 or $75 off the list price, and you'll also get free shipping in the U.S. So that's knifetalk.net forward slash heat, and I've got that link down in the description. Jeff, i got a question for you. Shoot. You were talking about you're using the Baker Forge and Tool Steel, uh, the Cooper Mai, or uh, the, the, what do they call it, Kumai? I, he's got all sorts of names for oh, it. It's, anyway. It's like, yeah. Um, how was that for, cause I, I feel I, I, I've never worked with it and I would be curious, uh, to hear your take on it. Um, I, I can't, I couldn't tell, I, did, was it stock removal? Did you forge it? How was the heat treating all the etching and finishing and all that stuff? Great question. And I'll tell you, I, I stock removed it because, okay. he, you know, they make, you know, Coy Baker and the guys make great stuff and it yep. has, it's a core of AS 80 CRV two with a layer of copper and then jacketed with uh, laminated steel. Mm-hmm. So you can't, if you forge it, you're going to, you, what you don't want is they have the copper kind of get into the core, you know? So mm. I stock removed it and, it and it was a breeze to work with nice. and it was annealed. It cut easy as anything. And then the stock removal was, was very easy. To, it was super easy to work with. And actually it's easier than, than anything else because the copper sticks out like a sore thumb. So when you're pre-grinding it, you don't have to you don't have to guess where the jacketing ends and begins and ends. Mm. So it's like it's like it highlights the copper highlights where the, where your core is. Mm, cool. So it was super duper easy to use. It was super easy to treat um heat treat. It was, you know, it was it was a breeze to the point where we posted it and then uh, we sold it and went out to the UK, which was really cool, to a motorcycle guy, a motorcycle empresario or something like that. And then we uh, we got a list of people who want more. So I reached out to Koi and got more on the way. So nice. it's great. Really easy to use. Really easy to use. Did you use coffee to make the pattern pop? I did. I used your coffee method. I got some cla- – I went down to the CVS, got that old Classico and kept it cold and <laughs> – it was easy. It was easy as pie, was and it was great. No, it was great, really great. I've been seeing people use the Gator Piss etch. Uh, have you seen that, yes. that Baker Tool sells that? It, I don't know how I feel about the name, but fuck, well, some of the results I'm that's, seeing. 
that's the thing. So, so Coy Baker came up with, and, and if you actually, if you want to listen more to it, you can listen to the new episode of the Action Iron podcast. They had uh, mm, nice. Baker Forge and Tulbay and Coy Baker on, and he's got a thing. He makes this etchant, and he, they decided to call it Gator Piss. And <laughs> God bless you, God bless you, Coy. You know what the fuck you're doing? He's growing at an exponential level. The product is sells its. I mean, the product. Is, he sent me a bar of it a while ago, and I never got to it. And I got to it, and it was just like easy to work with. Yeah. God bless you with the gator piss. Uh, God bless you. Apparently, it's awesome stuff. But if I'm yeah. making a chef knife, I don't know if I could tell. I don't know if I could tell my customers. Yeah, this is soaked in gator piss. Nice soaking gator piss. I mean, God bless him though. It fucking stuff don't awesome. Worry, it's food safe. Yeah, he's doing awesome <laughs> shit. He's doing awesome stuff. But it's no, like, absolutely. You know, and he he knows it's he knows it's controversial. He knows like, yeah, look, it that is what perfect. it is. So, God bless him. Like, How boy, will that a... copper hold up over time? Will that will that fade? Will that what what will happen? To I that don't copper? know. I mean, it, it, the the only thing about it that was that I when I when I tr- went to etch my maker's mark in, the mm. copper smeared a little bit, but mm. I wiped it all off. You know, so I didn't really like that the. the the deep etch but other than that it was i don't know i think i don't know how it fucking i don't know how it holds on to when you're heat treating it at whatever 1475 or whatever it was sure. i don't know how the copper don't melt out but that ain't my problem but I mean, it, it has a, great it has a actually surprisingly high melting temperature um for a non-ferrous metal um but yeah i've just i i see i've been seeing the the baker steel or baker tool or Baker Forge steel around, and uh, I think his name is Jordan Berthelow, JB Blades, on Instagram, and the, the results he's getting just fucking blow me away. It's, it's easy stuff. steel to work with. I mean, it's yeah. incredibly easy steel to work with. Now, I don't. I would imagine. I would imagine. I don't know well enough. Sure. He he sells them in you know different thicknesses. I would imagine mm-hmm. that it would be pretty dicey to forge to forge once you get the billet. Like, I sure, mean, yeah. you know, the chances of delamination and stuff like that are probably very high. And the other thing is, is you don't want that, you don't want that, you know, you want to get rid of that copper before you get to the edge. So yeah. you yeah. got to be careful. But You're going to have different sort of thicknesses of jacketing as well then, aren't you? And yeah. yeah. He, the piece I got had a very, I, I got, I, I said to him, I got lucky with it. And he goes, what do you mean you got lucky? And I was just like, I mean, I, this ADCRV2 was, I didn't have a whole lot to work with. So I, 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 I was winging it, honestly. And, uh. You know, it was it was great. It wasn't it was perfect. It was great. I I I got I'm ordering more. I ordered more. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I got a chunk of their steel. I got a chunk of their integral stuff actually, uh, which is oh yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. fucking cool move on them because I've never seen anybody do it. And the first time when I first time I saw them doing it, I was like, fuck, of course. How has nobody done this before? Um, but I haven't put it to use yet, but I'm getting, I, I actually, I talked to them about forging it because, um, it was the, the bar stock was so big. I was like, fuck, I can split this in half and get two knives out of it. Um, so, but they talked to me about being careful about top end ranges and stuff like that because the copper can melt, uh, at what are typical forging temperatures for, uh, the steel. So yeah, if you do get the Kumai, you don't really want to mess with forging it probably too hot or really at all because uh, things will go sideways pretty fucking quick and i am a big pussy chicken coward when it comes to some of the stuff <laughs> and it was as easy as to work with as possible salamander <laughs> I, I mean i said it as much as i got a big pussy coward sometimes and 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 it was easy to fucking work with that's for yeah. sure oh so, great good result so, so- 
So are you going to use it for culinary stuff or yeah. for just for the yeah, yeah. nice yeah. interested to see that yeah yeah, yeah I already did cool. one I already did one I, I did it and it got great results and then they did a nice photo edit of it and uh, you know God bless them so I like Lovely. it I like it a lot Lovely okay well if you're going to be using some special stuff like that you're going to need some special sort of abrasives Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Do it now. So, <laughs> Deep Cuts, which we started last week. Um, okay. I liked it. Apparently, we have an update. There is a great update from one of our listeners. So, last week on the Deep Cuts segment, we were talking about this, the idea of uh, Section 230, which is a United States which is a, a United States code that protects these internet companies from being sued. You know, basically, that's, mm. the, that's the, the, the bottom line. Of it. Yeah. And then there's this new case called Gonzalez versus Google, which is saying that they're suing uh, Google, which is the owner of YouTube, because uh, they're, this Gonzalez family, they tragically lost their child to, or their daughter or their, to uh, gunmen from ISIS, and they were basically saying that because YouTube uses algorithms to um, to recommend more videos, that recommendation is promoting certain videos that might be inappropriate, and then that promotion doesn't shouldn't be promote doesn't be covered by Section 230, right? So that makes we're up to date. Yeah, yeah. So then we were bringing that over to the knife making community and talking because we get a lot of messages of people saying I'm being suppressed, my information is being suppressed, or they saying it's a weapon, or getting you know whatever. So Rob McKinnon, who is a great listener of the podcast, awesome knife maker, good dude, sent me a message and he said, this happens to me a lot. And you can actually check to see your status in regards to how you are seen from Instagram. And this was an eye opener. So this is going to be, an, this is going to be a, a segment that the, this is going to be audience participation. So right now, if you go onto your Instagram feed and you go into settings and then you go into account and then you go into account status, you will go to a room, a little page, which will say recommended and then restricted. And it basically will tell you, it'll show you what posts are, are against their community guidelines or against you being recommended. So I went to that. So Instagram, Settings, account, account status, and I noticed that three of my posts were flagged really? for being, um, for not being out of, being, they have two things against community guidelines and against being recommended. So being recommended would be like, you know, how the, that push, that Instagram push that sure. people get sometimes. So I had three, I had three uh, posts that were, one was this goofy fucking, Wonder Woman petty knife, and then I mean it was like the dumbest. It was like, and it was like this is the dumbest old posts, but the algorithm saw those as being deemed as you know worthy of not being recommended. And I had mm. noticed in the past, I don't know, maybe six months to a year, that I felt as though I was getting like not suppressed, but I wasn't getting the traction that I was you know noticing. I or I, in the past. So I decided I looked at those days and like, oh, get rid of them. Just get rid of them. You can appeal or you can get rid of them. So I just got rid of them. I got rid of them. And I just started kind of, all of a sudden, my growth was gaining. 
You know, I was all of a sudden, I'm like, I noticed in the past, you know, maybe week, a substantial mm. growth based off of what had happened in the past. So now I'm starting to be recommended. So it was interesting because it is this idea of they're trying to police some things um, that they think that they shouldn't be recommending you for, for that reason of like, you know, I don't want to get sued because somebody took a Wonder Woman knife and shoved it up their ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. No, that makes sense. I, yeah, that's interesting that you can do that. So you can you can see. Well, they don't what... make a big stink about it, but the, yeah, you yeah. can actually see, and then it makes you realize that you can see what you that they don't like, and you can address it, yeah. and then that does shows. It give, does it give you a reason that when you can see the it one? It just that... goes again. I mean, I didn't I didn't screen capture it, but it just it goes again. You know, it says why it goes against. But there's okay. two different steps. It's either goes against community guidelines or goes against us promoting you. Right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really say that the way it's supposed to be, but I mean, there's, you know, obviously, if it's, you know, the, so you can get, you can fix your problems for the most mm-hmm. part, but at the same time, it's them covering their ass by saying, look, you know, if you decide to sue Instagram because they got you doing whatever, we gave, we showed them what we don't want to see, and you can either fix it or not, and then if you don't fix it, then you don't get recommended. If you fix it, you get recommended. So it is pretty. It, but all of the, all I can think of is that this is all completely based off of the Section 230, whether or not they're liable for promoting stuff or not. Hmm. That's interesting. I just looked at mine, and apparently, I'm surprisingly, I'm good to go. Um, well, I there's con- I continue to be the golden child. Yeah, the golden <laughs> child. Well, there's. I mean, I had uh, Aaron Goff on full blast. We had a really good conversation, and he talked about. We talked about. We didn't talk about AI mm-hmm. because he says it's not really AI. These are deep learning programs or algorithms. Deep learning is kind of more along the lines of what it actually is. And he says that he, he consciously goes out and, and, and doesn't post certain things because he doesn't want to be demonetized. Sure. What do you think, guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I didn't know that that, that tool was available. And and I think if anybody is is bitching about saying their content is being shown white, at least they can see why now, For and sure. and as you say, see the kind of stuff that's not sort of appreciated. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's, it's something at least. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting too. I I had no idea that existed or that part of the platform existed either, uh, as a, at least a reference or something like that. So you can make those adjustments and changes, you know. It, it, and it's interesting. Because it seems like it would be to Instagram's benefit to let you know that, but I, I've <clears throat> sorry, they you know they they give you all kind of notifications and stuff like that about you know hey do you want to do reels oh right. you could get bonuses oh blah, blah, all this other shit, um, but they don't like jump in at least even into your notifications and say by the way this post didn't make the you know whatever doesn't meet our guidelines tap to get more information and figure out what you can do about it. I'm, I'm astonished that that doesn't happen. Well, but I mean, once in a while, I'll get a message. You know, I'll be using music, and then I'll get a message saying the mu- this music that they allowed me to use is mm-hmm. is is a copyright infringement in yeah. Canada, which is like, yeah, what do you mean? I did what I do enough rush for you, Canada. Canada didn't get enough rush or something like that. I'm just like, <laughs> give me a break. 
But it, it, it what's interesting is is it, you know it's not just I think that most knife makers just think this is free this is suppressing my freedoms and suppressing my this is covering their fucking legal asses yeah, from yeah. like you maniacs because I mean let's face it you know a lot of times people don't read enough fucking Spider-Man comics with great power becomes comes great responsibility. There's a lot of like great power and just no responsibility. So I think that the Instagram and these guys have to figure out ways in which they can kind of minimize their their legal uh, responsibility. Sure. Well, and to the people I th- who are saying, you know, that or, or feel that their their freedoms are being suppressed and stuff, they need to remember that this is Facebook's house. And hmm. you don't need to be there, and they don't have an obligation to keep you there. I mean, they kick people off the platform all the time, right? So uh, if you're going to play in their sandbox, you got to play by their fucking rules, I guess. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a business, and it's their business. Yeah. But it's, Okay. It, well, last but not least, I guess that Instagram is now following in Twitter's thing, and they're thinking about, like, allowing you to buy verifica- ver- verification. Yeah. Which is just like fucking lame, ridiculous, yeah, fucking wacko. Some of the Twitter stuff I saw, people uh, buying basically uh, fake account or not fake accounts, but what? Or I guess they were faking the accounts. But it, it was pretty hilarious to see them talking as other brands or right. Oh, fuck, some of those posts were ridiculous. Well, there you go, deep cuts, ladies and germs. There we go, Rob McKinnon. Thank you very much. Is he the one who gave you the tech? Yeah, the, Rob. Oh, Rob nice. sent that in, and nice. he did the old thing. So account, accounts, uh, account settings, account, account status, and see what kind of fucking bullshit. You did. Yeah, that's the other thing. Deep learning isn't learning it fast enough because they put in some horseshit. You know, it's like you know <laughs> some of they're catching some nonsense. So blah blah blah. It's all good. It's all good. Shall we get on with some questions? Sure. Okay. Um, let's have a look. Do, do, do. Bram, Bramo Lenshot, I think it is. Um, they've messaged us on Instagram. We are Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. If you've got a question, DM us. Um, I think it's Bram Molenshot. Molenshot. Or as you like okay. to say, Bram Molenshot. <laughs> Bram Molenshot. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, so a good friend of mine asked me a while back to make him a knife as a gift for his girlfriend in the near future. Is that for a girlfriend he's hoping to have in the near future? Or? I don't know. <laughs> um, he said, I know the girlfriend as well. Um, but now very recently, the girlfriend asked me the same thing, to make a knife she wants to give as a birthday gift to him. Um, so what do you do? I guess you're making two knives. Yeah, make them both. Um, <laughs> make them yeah. both. I've, the, the same thing happened to me um, last not the Christmas before last, um, where a, a usual customer of mine came to me wanting something special for his wife. And she came to me wanting something special for him as well. Um, and they were both chef knives they wanted. Um, so, yeah, I just made them slightly different. They, they almost form a set. Um, but, yeah, that is what they both want. Give the people what they want, damn it. Take the money. I think if, yeah. you, if you do it, you get a pass on gifts or wedding gifts or whatever in the future for a while. Because yeah. <laughs> and birthday gifts, no more birthday gifts <laughs> for these guys for a while. Because holy yeah. shit! Because really, it's a gift from you, the maker, to that person. No, they're the paying. other person is like, hey, you should make this thing for my girlfriend. They're but paying. it's really no, they're, coming they're, from they're you. They're paying him. No, they're paying. Oh, they're paying. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I thought he said free. No, fuck that. Okay, never mind then. 
Scratch what I, I had a I had a, a couple who did that, and I could tell that the wife was a little bit. So they opened for Christmas. So he had her. He got knives for her. She got knives for him. I could tell that the wife was a little irritated that <laughs> he got. They got. He, they both. They got. I got them for both. Like yeah. I feel as though there was a little bit of like well, I wish you had told me. You know, it's like mm. yeah. I mean, it's like because it's also it's no longer really when you get if you're with a with a with a, there's a married couple and you're getting or you're making a knife for one of them, you're making a knife for both of them. Right. So really, like, really, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> let's just sh- cut the shit. You know, it's like they're living together. It's not like there's like a knife drawer for him and her. So like when you're making it both of them, so I think that this wife was just a little bit just like got fucking three goddamn knives for, for Christmas. We, the fader got all the money and we got the, all the goddamn knives. <laughs> That's the way it is. I'm not going to spoil it. You're n- yeah, you're not going to break the secrets here. I mean, come on. Come on. Um, oh. Who wants to take the next yeah, one? Yeah, this next one's from Littleton Supply Co. He says, what's up, fellas? Uh, a friend of mine just asked me to do a production run of 100 knives to sell within uh, within a startup business. Do you guys have any tips for stream- streamlining and uniforming your knives for small batch production runs? Right now, I'm looking at getting my blanks cut on a water jet, and I'm planning on doing some... Uh, doing single piece micarta scales. Any advice is much appreciated. P.S. Littleton Supply Company is hilarious, and he is a great follow. He's very funny, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad he listens to the show. So, funny guy. Cool. This cool. is more your guys' uh, realm. Why don't you shoot? Yeah, I mean, loads of tips for doing. I mean, a hundred run um, is pretty much what I do a, a lot of. Um, when you're considering your design, make sure, you know, just little things like any sort of radiuses that you've got a tool, especially for that, just to speed things up. Um, we've talked in the past about having some things like multiple drill presses so you don't have to, you know, keep, you know, taking a check out, putting a, a countersink in or whatever you need to do. you just got them all set up. Um, and what I tend to do is the first 10. So if there's, if you're doing 100, um, I do the first 10 in one batch. Um, and then once I'm very happy that they're, you know, they're perfect, then I'm going through the next 90 in the next batch. Oh, wow. Um, reason for that is if you make a, a simple, simple error when you're doing a batch of 100, all 100 are fucked. Right. Um, so if it's a new model, I always just do 10, first of all. Um, note every sort of stage, step of that. Um, so, you know, if you do go wrong, you're only losing 10. You're not losing, you know, the full batch. Um yeah, I mean, you can do it really economically if you're doing 100 and you get the water jet cut as well. Um, but yeah, just make some considerations in that design, how you're going to repeat things um, so often. Whereas if it's a one-off, you can be a bit more sort of wild with your design um, when there's 100. I mean, if there's something as simple as... Um, uh, let, let's, okay, let's say the, the, the radius under, under, your, under the handle, um, what comes into the handle there. Um, if you don't have a tool for that and you're doing that by hand every time, I mean, if it's just one, it may take you 45 minutes or whatever. If it's 100 of them, that's 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 a week's work just doing that one little job. Hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so start small. Do a very small batch of them. Make sure they're good. Then move on to the 100. Um, and little things like econ- economies of scale, like we said, drill presses. They're cheap. Get a couple of them. Get them set up. Um, and you can just, yeah, you can just work your way through them. And what I tend to do then is have sort of you know, two or three days of grinding, two or three days of glue-ups, rather than, you know, piecemeal them all. Because if you're doing, you know, if you're doing one at a time, there's a lot of setup time that you're wasting. 
I'm curious. So when you get your work water jet uh, or cut, you don't uh, have the, I guess, the, the, Jesus, the bolt holes. I couldn't think what they're fucking called. Uh, like the cor- Corby bolt holes in the tang you don't have those cut as well you, you yeah i do yeah. yeah of course i do yeah yeah okay. yeah and everything sort of skeletonized oh, as well right, everything right. everything's ready to ready to go right. basically um yeah always always yeah okay yeah. i love i love it what you, you have more to say no 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 that's, that's i'm much it. fucking in i'm fucking into a big project i think the one thing i would highly suggest is don't feel overwhelmed it isn't really that as much work as you think. I think people get a little bit overwhelmed by the idea of a batch like that. You, what Craig said is perfect, and you got to get at least one through to the end before you start um, yeah. before you start going in before you start going at them because a lot, you don't want to yeah you don't want to get one uh, fucked up. One thing I'll say that I have noticed with certain stainless steels, and I actually talked about it on, with uh, with Aaron is. After you heat treat, a lot of times the, the, there will be some expansion. So you have to have uh, for your holes. So you might want to make sure that you have some things that you can repair problems with. Like let's say if, if all of a sudden you drill everything and then the, the countersinks aren't, you know, the holes aren't lining up and your corbies aren't fitting, get yourself a carbide, uh, like a Dremel tool, like a good Dremel tool and stick it in your drill press. And a lot of times you can repair a, a small, a tight hole instead yeah. of destroying all your drill bits. You, one of them, one of them, um, like a burr, like a, a carbide burr, will fix all problems. All of a sudden, you don't have any problems anymore. It, you have to have sections to get um, fix. You have to have pro- areas where you know that you can fix in the in the in a clutch situation. And they'll get overwhelmed. And everything he said is right. Everything Craig said is right. I, I would be excited to do it. I would love to get an opportunity to do 100. Um, now I just do batches of 20, batches of 40. I do enjoy doing them. I like the process. I like the efficiencies. I feel like you're in control. And there are days it's going to suck. And just allow, allow the suck to not be so bad. You know. I've got, I've got another thing, actually. So... Um, I always use a, a template for my scales to cut scales out of G10 or wherever it may be. Um, I never did for a long time. I'd use obviously t- templates for you know my, my my blade and then you know the stock. Um, but when it comes to handle material, I never did. And when I was doing batches, what I used to do was you know I'd finish one before I glue up. I use that as the template for the next one. Finish one and move on that way. But any slight discrepancy gets multiplied every time you mm. use it over. So your 80th knife, the handle could be like six mil difference to that first knife. Whereas if you just get one thing that uses your template each time and every time you, you, you draw around that same template, you know they're all going to be exactly the same. Um, it, yeah, I think it's quite an easy mistake to make. It's just, you know, just pick up any one thing and they're all going to be the same. Um, but if you're not using a master template, um, just going off your last one, it could just be half a millimeter difference. But once you're doing a hundred of them, you could easily get a five mil difference. I use that's a also a good move is I would take one of your water jet blanks and use it for all your holes drilling yeah, all your holes yeah. in your scales. I would oh, I, when you're when you're drawing out your your handle scales oversize oversize the cuts and and then um, use one of the templates to do all the drilling. You can keep you can do that like a fucking that's a that's a bomb move. And then all of a sudden one day you're just using one template to. And the template is all where your your drill holes go, 
yeah. and that's a that's a that's a strong move too. I don't do one at a time. I don't do one knife to one set of scales because that's just like some more shit. You, you you can get yourself bogged down by having to, you know. Once in a while, you'll have to you know label maybe this one fits better than that. But if you oversize everything, oversize all your cuts, and then just grind them after it's all. Um, grind them after it's all glued up you know who gives a shit you know you have a little excess to take off so yeah have a good time Littleton and think of it just like I said don't get overwhelmed you know it's 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 a great opportunity to you'll be a better knife maker when you do batches you you it's always the case and you'll learn more about how to do it and you won't be so overwhelmed and you'll be able to do it again awesome great opportunity cool and if you're doing any um, water jet cutting or laser cutting whatever like that um, if you're wondering how to design it, how you know how to make that file, you know that you need to send off, you can always go to knifeprint.com. It's it's in the browser. There's no there's no software to download, no licensing, and all that rubbish. Um, they've got a really good education center there to show you how to do it. So if you've never done any sort of CAD before, um, it's the perfect place to start. Um, but then you can also they can also cut the steel for you. So there's a big print button, and as if it's a you know a home printer or home press print, um, but then you get the blanks through the post. Um, so go take a look at knifeprint.com. Um, they've got a version two coming out, which I believe is in the next two weeks, um, where they're going to make things even simpler again to think, you know, skeletonize your handles and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, really great service, knifeprint.com. Nice. Okay. Next one comes from Larson Blades. I've heard you guys discuss do's and don'ts for knife shows. How about hammer-ins or open houses? I'm hoping to go one, uh, go to one at a local maker this summer. I don't want to make an ass of myself. So what are the do's and don'ts of hammer-ins? And I got a good story. I got a good one. I would say do bring your own food and beer if it's going to be that kind of occasion because you don't want to be the guy eating everybody else's shit. That's a good call. And also don't assume that don't assume that they're going to let you do anything. Right. You know, sometimes it's just like, you know, they maybe they don't know you. So just be prepared for all sister... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I tell you a funny story. I had uh, when I first got my first when I got my uh, tire hammer, and I had a hammer in here. I had a local friend who just happened to he wanted to stop by and see. And he's kind of like a tour director type. He's not a metal worker at all. And the guys and I were trying to fix something or fix the tire, or fix something like that, or move it to you know move it around a little bit. And my friend, who was wearing a fucking polo shirt, a pink polo shirt with a sh- with a sweater over his shoulders, started <laughs> telling them what to do. You need to move that over there, and you got to do it. And these and John and Cliff and you know Pat Quinn and all these guys, they look at this fucking goofball I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, he didn't even know where. He's like, oh, I just you know I could see that you you got that problem over there. You should move that over there. And he started tour directing. It was like I was like, bro. You gotta shut the fuck up. These guys are gonna put it on you. You're not even supposed to be here. Don't fucking tell them what to do. You're not even. You don't even. You've never even lifted a wrench. Knock it off. So keep your mouth to yourself. Keep your mouth shut. I would say that's number one. I oh, could, I could see that with the boat shoes and like the H&M oh, dude, shorts. This, guy, this was like. Per- I mean, this was. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. It was just like, bro, bro. This might work. This might work where you're from, but this is not for you, dude. You don't. You've never even seen a tire hammer. You know, so uh. knock it off. But uh, it reminded me of uh, one thing that we hated. Back at the Center for Metal Arts, when I was there and we would have classes, we would clean the shop up and we would be working on projects and get the, you know, the classroom fit up and all scored away. We used to hate it when these, you know, guys are excited to take the class. Maybe they've come from a long distance and they'll look around the shop and they're eyeballing shit. And they're looking down this, and, well, you use this welder. Why don't you use this? And, oh, you're doing that? Well, why don't you do that? Fucking be respectful and keep your goddamn mouth shut. Nobody likes I used to fucking hate it. These guys were like, all of a sudden, these they're the inspector on a job. They're looking at railings, and they're looking, your eyeballs closed, and they're seeing if it's out of square. I'm just like, bro, take your class and get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. I don't. I remember how much I hated that. You know what you should do, crew? Oh, it's it's bad because they're excited. You know what? I don't blame them. They they take a they took a plane from wherever and they're they're coming into a metal shop and they're seeing the things that they're used to seeing, but then they're just like all of a sudden they're feeling the need to you know you know what you should do and it's like nobody want nobody wants your opinion. Yeah. So, I mean that brings up a good point. Is just also and you kind of said it already, but to just generally be respectful of the space. Don't fucking touch anything unless somebody invites you to touch any tools or any equipment or whatever. Um, and, and 
yeah, I don't know. I've seen hammer-ins where people are just walking around, nosing around, picking stuff up, putting it elsewhere. Uh, you know, yeah. I I actually we did a hammer-in at Dragon Breath Forge. We uh, we did this like uh, forging thing. Oh, that's what it was. So Dragon's Breath Forge does a hammer hammer in every year, and then like a month later in November, we did an open studio for like the holidays and try to get people into, and those and those guys were like selling stuff and and my knife that we did at the hammer in a month prior grew some legs, and so don't fucking touch stuff. <laughs> people stole it. Yeah, my knife was gone at, at the end of that. <sighs> God damn, that's fucking bad. That's fucking so, terrible. Yeah. It makes you not want to do it again. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know? nah, I'm not doing that again. Oh, and also, don't be like, uh, do you think you could raise this anvil? It's a little bit too uh, short for me. Or Where do you have the, don't ask for shit. That's the other thing. It's like, oh, do you happen to have any, uh, you know, uh, beeswax? You don't have any beeswax around? I usually like to put some beeswax. Or, oh, this, what kind of, what kind of forge is this? Do you have any, uh, you, do you have something that can hold my material so it doesn't fall out? You don't have any bright taunt? Don't, do. just be nice. Be nice and smile and bring a fucking, bring a gift and keep your fucking trap shut and you'll be invited back. Guaranteed. Pretend like you're in a museum. Don't touch anything. I'm talking unless somebody talks to you. No, I'm just joking. Give them something but, nice. But if hey, you really want have fun. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to, yeah, if we're like, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. Shut your fucking ass. Buy <laughs> yourself. Fuck you. Get out of here already. You're not welcome anymore, Larson sure Blades. You You're not welcome time. to this camera anymore. Mm. Get out. <laughs> You know, I mean, maybe yeah. bring some work to share if you're confident in, in where you're at. Um, you, you, let's do what the fucking strong move is. What the, what would be the strong move to when you show up to a hammer and what's the strong move? What's the you know strong what the strong move, move is? A fucking bo- bottle of. Oh, I was gonna say a bottle you, of Basil Hayden's for the uh, the host. Yo, you show up <laughs> with you show up with a couple dozen box, a couple dozen donuts and some fucking coffee, or a fucking tray of bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. They're gonna let you. They can let you fuck their wife or something like that. He's he's not right. <laughs> They're gonna let you do whatever the fuck you want. That's you show what up. It takes. <laughs> That's what it takes. I was a little bit all crazy there. Uh, but don't you dare enjoy yourself. That's the one golden yeah. rule. <laughs> there there was a guy who would come to the Dragon's Breath Forge hammer in like every year, and he would bring donuts. And f- food and snacks for people just and he just he just brought them for every, whoever whatever, and he was always the first guy there, and uh, and you know I I wasn't mad about it. There's oh, no dude, <laughs> was a not nice, mad about it. <laughs> a nice dozen, a couple dozen donuts for everybody. Oh, strong move. Mm. There you go, Larson. There you that go. was pretty thorough. Do you know what you could do? You could take your own belts as well, and uh, you could go to maritimeknifesupply.com. Buy 10, you get one free. Take the free belt with you. That's what I'd say. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com Please <laughs> give them one belt. Here you go. A bouquet of belts. Um, a bouquet of belts, of abrasives. Um, steel, belts, handle materials, tools, forges, kilns. They've got the lot there. Uh, they're the Canadian distributor for combat abrasives too. They also sell Rhino Wet and Rhino Stick and all the good stuff that we all use. Go take a look. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com the Maritime Knife Supply on Instagram as well, so go follow them, and um, good guys. We also have listener feedback, and this is going to be the last week for Rookie Moves. So, okay. I, okay. I, I do have one more thing for the hammer-in. 
Okay, go ahead. So, because I've seen this happen and had it happen to me lots of times. Don't interrupt other people's conversations. Stand there, listen, wait your fucking turn. Don't be rude. <laughs> it happens so often. It's sh- kind of shocking. There you go. Yeah, it makes sense. Bring right. bring eye protection. And hearing protection. And hearing protection. Wear pants. Yeah. Closed toe shoes. Definitely wear pants. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to do another question. But if you guys look through, we've got a huge list there. Just look through the list and see if anything jumps out at you. We'll do one each, then we'll move on. Uh, this one's from Nathan Scott. Again, he's he's Instagrammed us, uh, DM'd us at Knife Talk Podcast. And he says, do you guys ever have a problem knowing when to stop? I mean, I've had many times that I quote somebody a cheaper price for a knife, knowing that they don't have a lot of extra money. Uh, but I end up uh, spending as much more time in it than I normally would. Um, I seem to have a problem seeking perfection, even though my knives are always far from it. Mm. Um, Mareko, you go first, because I, I have a feeling that you may suffer from this. I do struggle with perfectionism. Um, I've I've tried to work through that because the reality is perf- perfection is not real. Uh, I, nowadays I I'm looking to do, you know, just as good of a job as I did on the last knife I made and hoping to at least learn maybe, or uh, learn one thing or improve on one thing in, in a slight way. Um, there's a really good book. Oh God, of course I can't remember. I remember the author's name, Angela Duckworth. Uh, but it's called, uh, but it's, uh, it's about growing and like continuing to get better but it's small little incremental steps at a time instead of just trying to like go from a brand new didn't know shit knife maker to making the best fucking knife in the world like you got to take the small steps right and i think that's one of the things that i think a lot of people struggle with and i know i struggle with is like you're trying to like all of a sudden make the best knife you're ever making your entire fucking life and that's not going to happen so if you wrap your head around that and just hope to at least learn one thing or improve one little small thing um, even if it's just a hand, the efficiency of your hand sanding, like something as simple as that, it feels good. You got better at it. Move the fuck on and, and get to the next piece. Um, because I, I, like I said, I struggle with that and I just, I want to keep agonizing and, and I am agonizing over the details that do not need to be agonized over. Um, and so, yeah, figuring out when to stop is hard, but it is important to do that because you, you're not going to get it all done in this one knife. You get a little bit, and then you, you'll you do more on the next one. Hmm. I was given a book years ago um, from a, a designer from, from New York, funny, I've got James Victor, um, and it was called Feck Perfection. Um, <laughs> obviously, a, a take on, on Feck Perfection. And, um, yeah, very much along the lines of that, just move on. And if there's something you're not – I mean, there's, there's this thing. If it's not functional or there's an obvious error – Obviously, you need to redo it or make it make it good. Um, but if there's, I mean, I always handle, you know, my knives, you know, give them to other people to look at, you know, family members and all the rest. And can you see anything in there? I, I know if there's an error in there and I'll give it to them to see it. And they never do. Um, but sometimes we get hung up on these little things. Um, but as long as we're aware of it and the next time you do one, you know, you, you try not to make that same mistake. Um, but I think, I don't think anything's ever left here when I'm 100% happy with it. Sure. Um, and, you know, if you build into a cost as well, um, which, you know, you, you open up the email by saying, you know, that, that they want the best price they can and all the rest of it, you need to, yeah, you need to just let things go. Um, and 
99% of the time, they're not even going to see that slight imperfection that you may see anyway. For sure. I, I just want to add that the book that I was trying to refer to is called, aptly enough, it's called Grit. Uh, it's by yeah. Angela Duckworth. And uh, she's got a really great TED Talk uh, about the power of passion and, and, and continuing to move forward and be willing to make mistakes and be imperfect to continue to progress. When I talked to Aaron Goff, he was saying that he was referring to all the steps as being good days. And he says, Mm. I want the whole knife to be all good days. Mm. And it was very interesting because breaking down all these different steps and trying to make sure that they come out right is, you know, what you want and what you want in, in, in doing a knife. And what's interesting to me is is the idea of simplifying. I try to make things simple. I try to make my decision-making simple. I try to go, I don't try to do things too, too many embellishments. I really try to focus on simple steps. I, I see knife making as stringing steps together, like stringing a series of steps together and then you end up with the knife. This is where your starting point is, this is where your stopping point is. I try my hardest not to go back the, the the only time we were having we went back on something is I think that we were having a problem we weren't putting enough uh, electrolyte on our when we were putting the the stencil on and they were coming out I didn't like the way that some of them came out mm-hmm. so I took it back and we re hand sanded it and I didn't really like to do that I didn't want to do a step back to fix a problem so mm-hmm. I really do everything I can to not have to go backwards even you know just going back with grits and stuff like that. Like we're doing, I'm doing a a, a, this Damascus knife for this set, and I ground it thin, and I heat treated it, and it looks great and stuff like that. And I know for a fact that I want to make sure before I etch it and before I coffee etch it that I got all the decarb out. So I'm planning on doing some little steps, tricky steps, to make sure that everything came out right. But at the same time, in my mind, I think I don't want to do any step backwards, and that's Mm -hmm. the problem trying to figure out ways in which to have simple set points where you don't have to go backwards and Mm. you're going to feel a lot more satisfied with the job that you've done sure yeah and once in a while you want to if guys you know guys giving you the you know the heart of gold story and you know he's giving you the old the smallest flute playing the smallest violin my heart bleeds for you because you know you you know i really want a knife but i only have 55 bucks you don't have to give them the you don't you don't have to give them the Titanic you know I think that you can also once in a while be like ah listen I'll throw them a bone and do a little bit better job than I wanted to just because eh, what the fuck who cares mm. yeah okay um, you guys seen any of the questions that jump out at you yeah I got one here from Brody uh, he says hey fellas uh, I got a question for you so I live in rural country Queensland in Australia. I'd love to start selling my knives. I'd start by focusing on selling at local uh, Sunday markets where I'd also sell jerky uh, I make from hunting from the hunting we do. Question about the selling. Should I make roughly 10, 10 similar styled knives and, and try my best to sell them all or make a variety and see what sells for my area? Thank you. I'd fucking sell the jerky. I bet the jerky moves faster than the knives. All day. I but. love fucking beef jerky. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Hmm. Um, I'd say make a variety, particularly if you're just starting. 
make a variety and see what if you sell them locally, see what locals uh, a the, what they're willing to spend and and what sort of style of knife would you know is, is what people want. Yeah. Um. You mentioned you're a hunter, so maybe there's there's other hunters in that area as well. You know, if you if you're sort of deep country, um, as opposed to you know a fine chef knife. So, so yeah, don't 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 put too much risk out there. I suppose. Um, just make a few different styles. Um, and if they sell, replace them and, and work that way. You don't have to come up with it like this this massive line of stock because um, you could be left with you know a, a bunch of knives that you can't sell. So just yeah, just 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 a few different styles. If they sell, replace that one. And if you find a pattern over time, then you know like you've got a, like a Skinner, which which always sells. Maybe make five, ten of them, and you know and do it that way. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. I suppose. Here's a scenario: all three of us are going to, we have a, a gun is pointed at our heads, and we have to do a table at a farmer's market. <laughs> what are you bringing to the table? What are your, what are your plans to sell? Pizza. Not, I mean, knife. I mean, obviously, oh. knife, don't, you know, knife related. Oh, right. I was going to say eggs. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> eggs. Don't start with a fucking, this is an egg talk, you ponce, you. <laughs> so, uh, so you, you, the, you're, you're the knife maker at a, at a farmer's market. And let's say wherever you, and you have to figure out What's your demographic, and what are you going to bring? Hmm. Okay, I even though I've yet to make one, as Kyle keeps reminding me, um, Kyle Daly, it would be probably a bottle opener. Kyle Heath, something, Kyle Heath, Kyle Heath. Sorry, Kyle Heath. Sorry, um, just because everybody always uses a bottle opener, so I, I that'll probably be an easier sell, lower cost item. Very good. What else? That's it. You just bring bottle openers. Just bottle openers. That's yeah. it. You just, you, that's that's it. your fucking whole a bottle opener guy. Here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking bottle opener guy. That's all you're gonna bring. <laughs> and a fucking egg. You're gonna show up in your pajamas too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's it. You're just gonna bring bottle openers. They're, they're expecting well, if knives. You're starting off. Uh, listen, there's a gun to my head. Yeah, right? they want you to bring. The, I'm gonna. Do- your knife maker. They want you to be the knife making guy. Okay. Bring the bottle I, openers, but you know what else? I. Th- <laughs> Let, let's face it what we make generally probably wouldn't sell too well at a farmer's market no this is the project the project is to think what would you doesn't have to be exactly well, exactly which... fucking bottle openers <laughs> just take my answer for god's sake that's it <laughs> <You know>? fucking <laughs> that's it yes bottle openers all right final final answer what are you gonna bring Lock it in Brecco. Uh, if <laughs> I maybe I, I feel like a santoku for me a culinary knife wise a santoku is usually a really good go to for people which is like a seven or eight uh, six and a half to seven inch knife uh, or I guess six to seven and then uh, I don't know uh, maybe a fillet knife I feel like people are always excited about fillet knives even though they hardly ever use them unless they're fishermen um, and I probably bring my grinder and sh- offer to sharpen people's knives as I have already done at local markets <laughs> um, because most people are actually happy with the knives they got um, they just need their shit sharpened um, so that might not also be a bad move to if you can lug lug along your grinder to offer some sharpening I would I think I would think what's the demographic of the people coming to this farmer's market and maybe a lot of them don't know that I'm here with, and they probably didn't bring a lot of money to spend on stuff. So I would try to, you know, Craig had a good idea with the bottle openers. I would do the, I would do the fast pickup things for, for people who are, you know, 
they're just kind of strolling through. You know, they're not there to see you. You want to focus on the people who you want that, that fast move. I would have small, small, like pairing style, knife, pairing knife style knives for kitchen or outdoors, mm. very low cost. Cause I want people to be like, ah, 200 bucks. Ah, that's not a crazy expenditure. You know, that's not like a, you know, start sweating, you know, start sweating expenditure. You know, you start to put up the $700 knife. It's just like, that's the sweat starts to pour a little bit. But if you had a couple yeah. of them little everyday knives, like I would think you'd bring your, you know, your folding knife, Craig, something that like there would be a fast pickup uh, for the, uh, you know, the not, you know, special people walking through, you know, who are just looking through stuff. I would totally do small, fast moves. Pickups, yeah. That, well, the money's in the eggs. So, <laughs> what, you, what you want? Where are these yeah, Easter eggs? The knives. Yeah. The knives are the loss leaders, basically, to get people to the table because the money's in the eggs. I that I mean, the jerky's going to move. The fucking jerky. The, the jerky's going to move. I mean, unless it's not like some of that, you know, it's not some of that. One of them wombats or one of the, the things from the fucking wet market. This ain't a wet market from Wuhan, you know. You're going to have any bats on there. Don't do that. But, like, you yeah. know, the good jerky, have a couple small guys there. I would have, like, small-ass knives and that you can move and the bottle openers, too. Do the, and, then, and then you fucking jam them with some of the higher ticket items. So... Mm. Well, okay. it, that actually makes me think, and probably like little EDCs. Yeah, cure dashies. Yeah, that would probably be, like something that's easy for, especially if you're in a like a rural area. You know, a knife that somebody can feel like they're getting good use out of, it, especially if they're paying at least a couple hundred dollars for it. Um, if it's something they feel good carrying on them to to whittle or cut open boxes or cut rope or whatever the fuck they need it for, uh, cut up their jerky, then they yeah, have make up their own jerky. I, I don't, I'm not going to do an Australian accent, but uh, I'm going to make my own jerky and stab some dog on the street. You really didn't, did you? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you didn't, didn't even attempt it. <laughs> I didn't even attempt it. It's not good. It Craig, do you have an Australian accent? I don't. I was thinking about this. I've done a few accents on the show, and I'm thinking, at what point does that become racist? You know, so I think maybe I should hold off on the accents. If you do a New York accent, it's not really. I mean, I'm not. I'm not offended. Well, well, that's somebody will be offended. No doubt. You know who does a great American accent? Honor Caglar on uh, uh, a knife, the Knife and Seal podcast. He did an American yeah. accent. It was very good. It was very good. Yeah. It was funny. Really funny. Cool, cool. But yeah, so we, we mentioned having the sort of the lower value items, but I think you could have one or two special items. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to do that, you might want to use Dharma Steel, for example. Um, DharmaSteel.se, they make uh, stainless Damascus, beautiful, beautiful stuff, beautiful patterns. Um, yeah, if you're making something special, that's that's the stuff that would really sort of turn eyes. Uh, go take a look at Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram, um, and you can see the kind of stuff people are making. Always beautiful stuff. Um, but if you sign up on their website, create an account, and use Knife Talk at checkout, you'll get 10% off too. So yeah, so get get a couple of special items there as well, and just see what happens. And I'm sorry for browbeating you about bottle openers. Bottle openers are good. Bottle openers are that it's that good door opener. You know, the people mm-hmm. really like picking those things up because it's like you know thirty five, forty five bucks, and you walk out with something that you feel is kind of nice. So yeah, useful. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's move on then, Jeff. What do we have? We have listener feedback, and we also have – this is going to be the last week for uh, – we have a, an anonymous why me, why me, why does this always happen to me? Uh, I think we should probably do that. Or yeah. we have uh, we have rookie moves. So we have plenty of stuff if you want. We could do one. We could do another. doesn't matter to me. 
Okay, let's do the anonymous why me, why me. Right. Why does it always rain on this me? This is fucking good um, with a follow-up too. All right, why me, why me, why does it always happen to me? As a stock removal knife maker, I get the occasional jokes about not being a real, a real knife maker like guys who swing a hammer. Some coworkers of mine like to tease me that I'm just a knife assembly shop and that my work is worthy of being sold in truck stops and sketchy jet gas stations. They have now crossed the line and have started commenting on my social medias oh. while I post my work for sale. I'm spending every spare hour that I have in my knife shop trying to make this work while balancing two jobs and a family. Their comments are not helping me pay the bills. How do I handle this without being a Cypress knife Karen? Love the show <laughs> and listen while I'm working on the farm feeding hay to the cows. And have a follow-up after the, afterwards when you guys decide. Fuck them. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard the same comments out of, of my stuff, and I'm sure most people who do stock removal. The people who don't understand may say something like that. But then going on, like, publicly on your social media and sort of berating you there as well. Fucking hell. That's, that's a poor show. What do you think, Rocco? Block them. Whoa! Hey, but they're, they're coworkers. They go straight in. They're fucking coworkers, though. Fuck them! Damn, they can fucking the coffee Block break. Their spicy. <laughs> coffee break room is gonna be tough. Tough move. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I said the same thing to him, and I said, I don't understand why people would want to hurt your business when you're trying to do something if they don't have leg- some people you know for some reason united airlines people like to fucking throw themselves around about united airlines you lost my baby and they throw themselves out and they hashtag united because they want some you know from fucking freebies or whatever but like yeah. a small business i don't understand why anybody wouldn't want to help them or not do anything like even our listeners they like to throw in some bullshit every time i post something all of a sudden yeah. they throw in the bullshit and i'm just like and part of me is just like it's fine I'm glad you listen to the podcast, but it's like, why wouldn't you want to help me? You know, it's like yeah. instead of, yeah, yeah. so I said the same thing. I was like, fuck those guys. And, um, it's annoying and fuck them. And I said, the same, I basically said the same thing. And then what he responded with was, he says, thank you. Uh, I did a little bit softer than that. I just said, Hey man, I'm trying to give this dream all I got and working to get it off the ground. If you want to give me crap to my face, I'm good with it, but keep off the social media because it doesn't help me at all. His response was he thought it would give me an opportunity to explain how my knives are made and that it would draw more people in. I didn't agree with his logic and I think he knows that now, but I do plan on setting up a camera and shooting some footage of the process. Hmm. So the guy was just like, well, I thought, you know, I was, you know, all of a sudden this guy. Is, I thought it was helping. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's the fucking the guy's a director, guy's of, a director of development. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah well, that gives you the opportunity to. You're you're being stressful. You're being fucking stressful to me when I don't want the stress, and you're not helping me at all. So fuck off. You did the right thing. So people do that, dude. People people think that they're being funny or they're being helpful, and then they're not. And, yeah, even non-offensive stuff, like I'm sure the three of us get it on, on various social things where it could be like a family photo or something, and then somebody will make a reference to like the podcast. It's like, it's, it's not relevant at all. There's going to be a very limited few people who will see that. But like my family and that will see that. Right. Like, well, what, what, what's all this? Yeah. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. So I do this podcast. It's a little bit weird. 
I mean, that happened to me recently when I did that collaboration with Dan Bittinger. I did a post about uh, Dan did some cut testing and sh to sh demonstrate how the knife cuts, and it cut through the food very nicely and very e easily. And some ding dong comments, and I don't know if he was trying to be funny or what. But he got the axe really fucking quick. But he was like, looks kind of clunky to me. Hopefully it can at least cut steak. And I was like, bye. Fuck you. You're not being helpful. You're just being an yeah. idiot. It's very strange. It's very strange. People's motivation for putting other people in a place of of not being helpful. And I don't understand yeah. it. I don't understand how... You know, all right, you don't want to have to, you know, you don't have to be, you know, Jericho and yelling from the rooftops about, I don't know why I said that, but never mind. But, it, but at the same time, it's like you don't, there's no reason to just be difficult or hurt somebody, you know. I just don't understand people, uh, it. I think you said this very well probably years ago on the show, that people just want to be seen. Right. And that's their way of getting themselves across, you know, and, you know. If if they give it more than two minutes thought, they probably wouldn't wouldn't do it. But everything's just instant these days. Isn't it? No, nobody gives any thought to anything <sighs> they do online. It's just bang, done, move on. Yeah, so it sucks because it's like you you just and I do believe that some people are targeted for trouble. Like for some reason, I don't like Mareko. It still amazes me that you are in a position where you're having to block people. Like that to me is like very foreign. Because I don't, generally speaking, people don't really like mouth off to me. And I'm, a lot of times I'm also very along the lines of, I try to read between the lines of where it's coming from. And no one ever says anything really kind of, once a, one, one time on guy, I did a knife with 440C and the guy says, 440C, bring me back, you know, <laughs> 1989 called and Rambo wants his steel back. Or it was like some sort of fucking whack joke that it was just like, yeah, I'm not mad about it, but it didn't fucking help me. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's just like, I just left it alone, but I don't understand it. I don't understand why. I don't understand people, frankly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I even have these moments like somebody else, somebody will write something and I want to make a funny joke. And then I'm typing it and then I'm just like, does this help this person? Yeah. You know, and then I'm just like, nah, not really. So I'd like erase it. I, I just don't, sure. I don't think the social media is a place for anything other than just trying to be helpful i do that too and I, I'm, and to be fair i think you're you're kinder than i am to give people the benefit of the doubt oh, uh, i have fucking... a i'm i think i'm just too sensitive <laughs> and, and i don't it sucks. deal well with people's fuckery and it it's sucks, weird. Like... if it was somebody i knew like if you had said that i would have thought it was funny but it there's a complete fucking stranger in the in a, in a platform of billions of people i'm like I don't, know, I don't fucking know you. You're yeah, saying some weird shit on my post. Goodbye. <laughs> but when you're making something, when you're any anytime you're making anything yeah. and then you're showing it to people, what you're showing is the best the best thing you can do at that moment. And you're putting yourself out there. You're very vulnerable. And sure. I remember this when I had a we I remember, I'll never forget when I had a, we had an open studio at our old sculpture space. And it was like 15 artists. We had a galleries come. People came. We opened all our doors. And I was, and then one artist said to me, I'm not opening my doors. And she said, why? I said, why? And she says, because I am too vulnerable. And this is my space. And I don't want people to be passive or, or dismissive of me in my safe space, so to speak. And this is a famous artist. And I was just like, oh, all right, well, whatever. And then some people started walking through my shop 
with like a fucking toothpick and a cantaloupe and a glass of white wine and they're rolling their eyes or, or just being very dismissive of the space that I spend all this time making something that came from a, a sincere place. Mm. You're vulnerable to these, 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 these things and people are callous enough to say things that are really so super unnecessary. And it can be very difficult. So I understand why you're sensitive because you're putting something, the best possible thing that you can make at the time. And the callousness of what people say is shocking. Yeah. yeah. People are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell everybody about TexasFireSupply.com. Um, it's amazing. They're everything you need. Um, the guys down there in Texas, they are... Um, well, they sell everything you need, from steel to handle materials to epoxies, um, whether you're a knife maker or a farrier. Um, it's just a great place. They also sell Indasa RhinoWet, which is the stuff that we use. Any sort of hand sanding, it's it's the stuff to use, really, let's face it. Uh, go take a look, Um and you'll actually get 10% off as well if you use Knife Talk 10 at checkout. Um, they'll give you 10% off the f- entire order. So that includes you in Dasa Rhino Wet and anything else that you need. Mm. We'll take a look. Texas com. We have rookie moves, listener feedback, whatever you want. Let's do the last rookie move then. All right. This is once again, I'm bowing to nice handmade knives who has given us two dynamite bits. And the, the listeners have uh have uh completely uh uh enjoyed them. So this is submitted rookie moves, rookie moves that you do in your shop that you you know when you first started and you'll never do it again uh these are rookie mistakes so the first one comes from speedster stoves oh and if you want to send we're not we're, this is it this is it for rookie moves we'll, we'll bring something else back but uh this is it for rookie moves for now thank you nice handmade knives speedster stove says here's a rookie move i spent hours filing a jig to make bevels uh high tech with row with rose joints rod ends bearing etc I beveled the edges of the file for a good plunge line, and then I bought a grinder anyway. So he built this whole thing, and then he bought the grinder anyway. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things when you start, in it? You're like, maybe you don't invest too much money into things, so you start buying, like, cheaper things or, you know, just things to get you through when you just think six weeks down the line, I'm going to need something better anyway. So sometimes you just need to sort of bite the bullet and go for the you know, yeah. expensive bit. But... You never know. Do you? Have you That's ever have you ever right. done that where you made something and you're just what a waste of time? I should have just oh yeah, loads. Yeah. <laughs> loads yes. My yeah. first grinder. Yeah. I built my first grinder. Yeah. And it, it it took me about a month to well, it only took me a couple of weeks to get it built, but it took me like a month to really get it dialed in and everything like tuned in and working properly. And all I could think is like, if I had just dropped the money to buy a grinder in the first place, I could have been working this whole fucking time. Yeah. And what would you have bought? I, well, nowadays I would have got a Broadback. Dang, of course. Broadbacks. Why? Uh, what's that? I was going to say, why wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. Of course. No, Broadbacks are great grinders. Uh, they're made by knife makers, for knife makers. Um, you know, these guys do a great job making this tool that is actually, it's really a multi-tool. It, it comes with all these different attachments available um, that you can, you know, have several machines in one. Uh, and I'm really happy to have mine, uh, and, and especially with the the deep platen that I designed with those guys to really get in and do the heavy contouring around my handles. Uh, I've been getting a lot of really positive feedback about that 
platen so i really appreciate everybody uh, but they're a great grinder there uh, and they also offer uh you know they have the sewing machines uh for doing leather stuff leather work and so if you go to broadback ironworks and you type in knife talk 200 that'll save you 200 dollars on any package that you get from them um and then if you do t knife talk 100 uh, that'll save you a hundred dollars on um the the leather sewing machine the surface grinder and there's one more thing that I sharpening system sharpen, the sharpening, sharpening system, system yes. as well yeah I totally spaced yeah. on sorry guys uh, yeah so go check them out broadbeckironworks.com again that's knife talk 200 and knife talk 100 and they have a special blade show Texas blade show Texas sale the promotion will be two hundred fifty dollar gift card to our website with the purchase of the max package. Uh, $300 gift certificate with the premium package, $400 gift certificate with the mega package. The yeah. sale starts Friday, March 17th, and it'll end Sunday, March 26th, and will be available online or at the show. And then the gift cards can be used to purchase anything on their website, including their new Radius Platin or their beveling jig. So get get involved with the Blade Show Texas sale from Broadband nice. 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 Okay, cool. Cool. Shall we call it a day? Maybe go to an after show? Uh, we got some more rookie moves. We got to blast through. Unless you oh, wanna... sorry. Sorry. Yes, let's do it. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Baltic Blades, our old friend Baltic Blades, P.S. sent a video of uh, last week we had a guy who broke the broke the belt and it was slapped him about 200 times in the face. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He did the same thing. So he sent a video of like uh, it, it's broken. It was whap, whipping past. So, broad, uh, so good old Baltic Blades, his biggest rookie move. Uh, on my very first knife was to not dry fit it. He didn't dry fit it, and problem t that is nothing worse than fooling around with epoxies spurting yeah. all over the place. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Scott Schaefer says beginner mistake or dumbass or stubborn dumbass. I made my first sand my chef knife and tried vinegar, lemon juice, and ferric to etch it and to get a nice contrast, and they darkened everything but the uh, uh, darkened. They darkened both the a, uh, 1084 and the 15920, almost gave up, and I couldn't get the results I wanted. had the coffee in the back in my mind. I couldn't, but I was avoiding to try it. I got Nescafe instant after hearing Mareko suggest it many times, and holy shit, it gave me contrast I wanted. My takeaway is listen to the pros and get out of your own way and, uh, and routine when trying something new. So mm -hmm. he, he was stubborn, and then he listened, and now everything's good. So God bless you. Scott Schaefer. And then last but not least, Adam Coonrant. Adam Coonrant, that's Uncle Sam. Catching up with the podcast, rookie mistake for me is not using a push stick. Today I ran my thumb into a, 30, a fresh 36-grit oh, belt fuck. at full speed, grinding 440C. Oh. Uh, I, so I'm missing a good chunk of my skin now. In the past, my, my thumb, I ran my thumb into a table saw. And then the same <sighs> thumb, a year later, Jesus into a bandsaw. In the middle of the front of the thumb, I have picks. If you want to see, no, we don't no, want any fucking you. picks. <laughs> What's he got? At least with some little nubbin left. <laughs> it's so What's bull, left this is the thumb? most bull. Jesus, is, with respectfully, this is a fucked up thumb right here. <laughs> he hit the fucking the belt, the table saw, and the fucking bandsaw. Adam, oh, fuck that thumb. That thumb ain't, yeah. that don't want to be there. If you don't save, you don't pick up a right angle grinder, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that is like Christ. that is the that thumb is the last survivor. That fucking yeah. thumb has been through the ringer. God damn that fucking thumb. Like, imagine a table saw is just about enough. And the thought of hitting a table saw with your thumb is I don't know what the yeah. fuck you're doing to get your table saw thumb with a table saw, but Oof. god damn that fucking thumb. 
Ugh. So. Have you seen those saw stops? Those table oh, yeah. stores? Yeah. Uh, table stores that people put us like a, a hot dog sausage against right. it and they stop. Not cheap. Some balls, balls to try that. Well, yeah. it's. It, I, I think. I think every time that you you do that as well, you have got to buy a whole new sort of braking system for it as well. Yeah, you? new braking system, new yeah. new uh, ring, uh, new thing. I, I was I don't know who I was talking to. We were saying that there were some spent sensors that were making it go off, but like oh, yeah, oh, God bless. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like two. I think I don't know how much the the replacement packages are, but hey, yeah, you, your blades destroy number one, and then you yeah, gotta get yeah. the new charge system to stop it, but. How about just be careful? <laughs> I, I I remember the first time I saw those stop those saw stop videos, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" And it's always showing like the person's hand and stuff, and then they slow it down with no wood, and they use a hot dog. Yeah, I, I gotta be. I can't be the only person who's like the first. Like it, it makes my like groin hurt looking oh, yeah. <laughs> like seeing that fucking hot dog <laughs> go Johnny into the saw. I'm just like, I want to oh, see the CEO. Shit. Fuck. How good is it really? Let's get the CEO putting his dick on there. Let's really see if he's going to put it all on the put line. Put your balls on the line, son. Let's That's see what like you got. Johnny Knoxville time. Oh, I don't think so. Oh my but God. Uh, it reminds uh, me of uh, it reminds me of Peloton has this whole thing. They have a, a, a running uh, a treadmill that I would love, but it's just, yeah. just can't can't do it. And they had a, I guess they had a problem because people were fucking falling off it. It's <laughs> fucking what? shooting them off the thing or. Kids yeah. would get on it, and kids get flown through the thing. Dogs <laughs> would get killed, and you know everyone's getting... so they had like a, they have a thing where you have like a on-off switch that you, it ties to you. So if you fall off, it's it pulls out and it yeah. stops. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like at some point, yeah. <laughs> the problem is people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's just stupidity. Yeah. yeah, it's designed to do that thing, so that's what it's going to do. Yeah. yeah, I I have a rookie mistake that I made the other day. Bring it. When I was recording the podcast with uh, with Sean, th- I thank him so much. Like, we were struggling. We got in early. We're trying to figure out, like, there were some issues with the audio. He's got, a, he's got like, his whole computer set up. He's got the Snowball mic. He's got separate pair of headphones. He cannot hear me. And, like, we're trying everything. We're both logging in and logging out of the platform. We're fucking going into the settings and fucking with everything. And finally, we settle on... Since I can hear him, um, and and but for some reason he can't hear me, I'm like, let's just do it. You, I'll turn my phone on. I'll, I'll call you. Well, you can hear my audio through the phone, so you can answer questions. I'll still be able to get your audio. And I'm looking at my settings, and everything's in there. And so I start the podcast. I'm talking for probably only a couple minutes, fortunately, but it felt like forever. And... I'm looking at the image of me talking on the thing and I can see the back of my microphone and the fucking cord <laughs> is not plugged into the microphone. And I just started laughing. I'm like, oh, no. fuck, it was me the whole time. God damn, that would drive fucking me crazy. Idiot. So I was just like, sweating. Oh. I couldn't. Well, like I said, like I even got the computer and everything set up the way I do it for us like yeah. an hour before. <laughs> Before I even got in there with him, and, and I was just like, so everything was already set up. So I was just like, and because like the the microphone plugs into a secondary thing before it goes into the computer, the computer was reading that the microphone was plugged in. So when I looked at the settings, everything looked uh, fine until yes, I saw yeah. the back of the microphone. I was like, oh my god, so <laughs> fucking stupid. 
Ugh, rookie moves. It can happen. So let's salute yeah. rookie moves. And um, thank you, Nice Handmade Knives. And thanks to the listeners there. You guys were great. You guys were really involved and I really appreciate it. We gotta, i got to figure out a new bit. I was thinking about some new bits we're going to do. So Yeah, I've got, I've got deep cut for next oh, week. Oh, great. I'll keep it, I'll keep it for that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. It's been fun. It's been a fun ride, as it always is. We shall speak to you again next Monday. Bye. This show is brought to you. Ah, there we go. I'm pretty sure I was there supposed to say that's what she said after you said the fun ride thing. Ah, you got to get in quick. It's a very polite said. ending to a session. <laughs> it was a fun ride. Thank you. It was very pleasant. Yeah. That was good. It was a good, good one. Good one. Absolutely. Yeah. I hate yeah. The, the technical problems on p- podcasts uh, are yeah. probably the one thing I hate more than anything. I will completely give it all up. I'll give it up, yeah. and if I do give it up, it will be for technical problems. Sure. I had a great so. episode with Ben Schnoor. Half of it didn't come through, and oh, I'm having it back on, and I just was fucking I going out of my goddamn mind. Going out of my goddamn mind. And right. Craig had yeah, to say, it's, it's just a podcast, relax. I'm like, you don't understand how to fucking jump to the goddamn screen. <laughs> no, it is frustrating because we do quite sort of long form. We do, you know, like two hours, you know, yeah. an hour and a half, two hours. And, yeah, to lose all that, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. But um, I've just got wired internet here in the studio as well, so I'm not even relying on Wi-Fi anymore. Oh, nice. So everything is, everything is rock solid now here. But, um, yeah, sometimes it, it can just be a, a real thing. Yeah. And sometimes you, you know what's happening as well, and it's just like, oh, no, and you Fingers crossed that it's not going to fall apart. But yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have. I have been coming back. I, we're going to do a whole episode of weird news. So I have oh, a lot nice. of weird news. <laughs> um, if you guys wanted one, I'd be happy to. Go on. Give you go one. on. I'll give you some choices. We did this one last week, which is funny. Man crushed to death under an outdoor urinal in London. Did you hear about this, Craig? No. All right. No. Let's go to this one. I did this on. Uh, so I guess somebody's designing these like pop-up urinals in yes, London. Do you yeah. know about those? Yeah, and they're like on like weekend nights they'll put them out in the streets because they, people are out drinking. They're hydraulic. They're hydraulic urinals that come out from the sidewalk. You've never seen anything. <laughs> if you if you Google fucking pop-up London urinals, it'll be a cylinder that's that's flat against the sidewalk. It looks like a manhole cover. And then somebody presses something, and this goddamn piss hole comes up to the, this fucking giant. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a telephone booth. It's like a half telephone booth. And there, there's a urinal there. And a guy got crushed with this goddamn urinal. But it's crazy. The crazy part is, it's imagine, you know how hard plumbing is. Like, the thought of putting a new bathroom in your house is crazy because I mean the amount of lines and water lines and waste lines and stuff like that. Right. This pop-up urinal is only good for one fucking part of going to the bathroom for one group of people. <laughs> <laughs> Women can't use yeah. it. Yeah. Twenty-five percent of all toilet trips we'll cater for. Th- yeah. This is like a feat of of engineering wizardry that you can have a urinal that pops up, but you can't poop in it, and women can't use it. So it's just like this is the st- oh they'll try they will try <laughs> this isn't in Wales obviously you know by the fish and chips if this was card if they'd be shitting in that I'm telling you now <laughs> <laughs> but I mean but it's like open like people will see your back and then this motherfucker got crushed in it you got went how, down how obviously did he, how, how did what he got get crushed? crushed 
I don't understand. Is it just the toilet, or is it uh, no? It's like imagine a cylinder. Imagine like a cylinder. So the so when it closes, it's the top of the cylinder is flush on the sidewalk. So there's no there's no hole. And then when it comes up, the whole cylinder, like a, a soda can, comes up, and then there's this open urinal. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so like a, like a bin or a, a trash can. Right. You'd so say. it comes up. Right. It like on hydraulics. It comes up to the platform, and then there you are. You have this little booth where you can urinate in. And somebody must have pressed so the what, button. What did he get trapped he in there? Fucking, then? They, they must have turned it. They must have closed it down. They must have closed it on him. Oh, it's big enough to walk you, into. You walk into it, so it's like the size of like ah. a manhole cover. Oh, and it's I, like I got it you. goes up and down. You should look at the, when you see the pictures of what they look like. That's it's weird. amazing, but it's like so stupid. It's like, why wouldn't you just put a bathroom there? Yeah, a whole bathroom, like cl- enclosed bathroom. And now this fucking guy got his dick cut off, or whole t- thing got put, you got smushed in a <laughs> urinal. It was a huge, oh. big production in the middle of fucking London. The stupidity of humans. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Right, with that, I think we could call that there a day. Um, again, thank you all for listening. Speak to you next week. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.